it's the proudest day and the proudest time in the, the seat of a rally here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still pick to that run that was just the best best run ever Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 15. Uh, Connor, it's that time of the, the week again. We're going to talk rally again. Kevin, yeah, listen, favourite part of the, the week, absolutely. And again, after last week's show, where I think we had over two hours of content, you know, yeah. uh, it's just it's it's just great. The, the guests that we have and the people who are happy to come along and talk to us about rally, and it's brilliant. That's for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, uh, I think, I suppose, who we've on. Um, uh, this week we have, like, I was up at Terrence Ferns, I got a chance to catch up with Gary Jennings and Rory Kennedy, this was the finish run, also Johnny Greer and Niall Burns, I also got a chance to chat to Frank Kelly, so you can imagine there's going to be some right wise chat there, uh, also uh, from last weekend was the Plains Rally over in Wales, um, catch up with Marty McCormick and Barney Mitchell there, um, what they had a fantastic run, second overall, won their class and the crack they had seemed to be 90. <laughs> uh, also then got a chat to Laura Fury, who looks the coordinator for the, the Triton Shores National Championship. Uh, she's going to give us kind of a lowdown of where they're go, uh, going into round three. Also Matt Cotton, then he talks all things BRC, and we got in a bit of a rabbit hole about our two rally five cars as well. So I thought that was very interesting. And then finally, you caught up with Grace O'Brien and Aoife Raftery, and they tell us about their exploits in the year to date. But I suppose, anyway, before we start, please, as always, like, share, rate, subscribe, all those things. You know, you keep doing it, and it makes a huge difference, and thank you all very much. But uh, I suppose we really should start with uh, the latest round of the ERC last weekend. Um, Josh McLean blew it all away again, Connor. Oh, listen, incredible. Hey, off the back of a fantastic result in Portugal, straight into to Poland, a fast high-speed event, some interesting stages that were fairly loose and some massive ruts um, as well that the cars were getting bogged in. But uh, like to be fighting, you know, on the edge of a podium and to be holding Mads Osberg at bay for a good chunk of the rally, like just a, an incredible drive by um, Josh and John. Yeah, I think John, you know, that team has really pulled together really well now. And they, you know, this is only the start. They're going to go from strength to strength. Like, and, you know, they didn't look into this by no manner of means. They were in, you know, the battle for the podium right from, you know, Saturday right through. Uh, just unfortunate incident. I think they uh, had, a, like, was it a puncher or something on Sunday morning? Didn't it? Uh, yeah, they had a spin. Yeah. So a spin, I think it was a fourth gear spin that yeah. got caught in the ruts. Yeah. Um, but bar that, and which obviously dropped them a, a couple of places, but bar that, like the, yeah. you know, they were were there uh, hovering around the podium. Yeah, like it's, it's just brilliant, great to see, and like that the level in that ERC, like there's, I think was it thirty something uh, R two rally five car started the event, so brilliant, great to see as well. Um, like we've had John or Josh on there the last couple of weeks, and like, he's such a a well grounded, uh, sound young fella as well. You have to be delighted just to see him do so well. 
Absolutely. Again, and it's all building. It's all, you know, performance after performance, all a solid base now. And again, he's getting recognition. You know, you saw the likes of the Jerkfish picking up a story during the week saying that uh, he's really coming to the fore and they're starting to see the fruits of all the work that he's been putting in. So, you know, fantastic for Josh. I know there's a free seat going in a, in a Rally 1 car in Hyundai, but uh, <laughs> we're still thinking, but, you know... Give it another year or two, and who knows? Who knows is right. And the, you know, you know, we keep beating this drum. The MA Rally Academy. You know, this is what's putting these these stepping stones in place. And like, the, like it's, it, we're, you know, we keep saying it, but it's proven it. Like it's working. It is genuinely it is, and and you know the results. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You know, thirteenth in Portugal and seventh in in Poland after a spin, and again, you know the. The competition in Poland was just incredible. So, you know, with ex-WRC guys in the mix there as well as ERC winners. So just, you know, and, and many is a, a, a well-experienced driver didn't keep their nose clean in that event. That's for sure. Um, and and know, the, the, always with the ERC as well, you always get the local heroes there mixed in along with it as well too. So like, yeah. I think it's an incredible performance by them. And then we should also pick John Armstrong as well and uh, Ty Dream, the, the Rally 3 Fiesta. Like a class one performance, strong, strong times over the weekend. Like what he's getting out of that rally three car, what would he not be doing if he was a rally two car? We know we've said this before as well, you know, <laughs> we're getting a bit like a broken record, but like John is one of the most phenomenal talents coming off this island. Absolutely. Listen, the top rally three car home absolutely trounced the Renault rally three car, you know, John did in the Fiesta and the finished 20th overall, just a fantastic result. And again, beating R2s mm -hmm. in the process. So I, I don't know what more you could say. Just an incredible drive. For sure, for sure. And great to see uh, Aoife Raftri out as well, too. Uh, she was out in the 208 rally four the weekend, too. And, you know, and as well, there's another one we should mention is Max McRae, who had Max Cairns on board as well, too. Uh, they and some great times had a few issues. I think it was electrical issues. It was kept them back. But if um, I put in a strong performance, the first time at that level as well. Absolutely, first time. Um, first also first round of the junior ERC championship with Aoife is taking part in. So again, it's a steep learning curve. It really, really is. And you know, I chat to her later on about that, and 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 we can get to see what she says, or we can get to hear what she says. But there's there's a huge challenge there for for them too, going out to for the first time to be in Poland, and then again first time to be out to Latvia for the next round. For sure, for sure. Uh, I suppose as I mentioned earlier, I was up at the Tour de Spurns. Uh, fantastic event. You know, Weller was kind. The, you know, we talked to uh, Crawford Henderson last week about you know the the, the layout of the stages, the drivers, everybody. You know, they were so complimentary towards the, the stages. Unbelievable. Uh, service area was second to none. Concrete service, a big industrial estate, loads of room around it. it was top class event, I have to say. And everyone I spoke to and marshals organizers everybody was so pleasant and it was just an absolute pleasure and event to go to uh, i think without further ado we'll catch up with the some of the crews i get a chance to speak to first of all we'll hear from gary jennings then rory kennedy then johnny greer anti nile burns and then finally then frank kelly gary jennings the winner of the tourist parents the gold tourist parents we should say your sponsor everybody has to be happy this afternoon yeah, definitely. That's why we come here. The gold's been very good over the years, so it's good to come and support their event. But I, I must say, the Motor Club run a fantastic event. Um, the stage are second to none, I think. It's probably the first event we've done in 
15 years we haven't had one bale chicane and um, no artificial chicane, just more natural driving, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and like, you know, as you say, like, no, no chicanes, no nonsense they got there, just real good driver stages. Correct, no damaged cars, no wings off with bales. Yeah, it's more natural. You read the hedges, you read, you read the telegraph poles, and it's, that's just really what road racing is about. Yeah, and you know, where to next now, Cavendish? Yeah, Cavendish next, next weekend. Um, so you all know what the build-up's for now, so to come here and to be on the pace uh, was, was was good. Cavan uh, will be a completely different kettle of fish next, next weekend down, in, uh, down there, different roads again. Then. Obviously, every jack will be ready for June. Rory Kennedy, after winning the Tour of Experience here in Maher Felt, great days rallying for yourself? Very enjoyable, Kevin. I, um, very enjoyable. Maher Felt Motor Club put on an excellent wee event here. I know um, six days, three done twice, in a very good format, and great big, enormous service area here, which would be very keen to have the likes of this in Donegal, as you know. But anyway, fair play to Marfield, great rally, and fair play to Gary, drove brilliantly, and Kiara did brilliant, and uh, Neil McHugh and the boys look at, who look after Kiara did great to keep us going, like so. No, no, good day, I very enjoyable. Yeah, and great stages, and you know, Crawford Henderson spoke last week about no chicanes on the stages. That makes a change as well. She is, she's, uh, Kevin, I don't know when the last did a rally without chicanes. And you know, I've been, uh, you know, why I feel about that. And but hey, this rally was brilliant rally. It was all down to driver skill, no artificial uh, chicanes and so on in the middle. So no, I think it was very good. And the stages and the, the spearings are very tough. I some very twisty mountain roads there, and you know, very very demanding. And um, no margin for error right there at all. Very little, despite our best efforts. Now we a few times we were hanging on a wee bit, but no, it was good. Uh, really didn't put a foot wrong. So no, very pleased to get the one and get back in the podium again. Johnny Greer, uh, second overall here today in the Tour experience. You have to be happy with your result. Yeah, happy enough. That was kind of the plan coming here this weekend after after Killarney, just to try and get get some more seat time and get some miles under a belt and stuff like that, and just just trying to get a bit of confidence back. And uh, yeah, we're happy enough with how the day planned out. The car run well, and the guy's done a fantastic job. I mean, where this car was three weeks ago after Killarney to where it is today, is a, it's um, a testament to the guys the hard work they put in the last three weeks. It's been. It's been challenging and it's been uh, it's been quite uh, quite manic, but they, they really did a fantastic job. I can't I can't thank them enough for getting everything here. So it's uh, yeah, I think I was able to get around and take everything. It was nice to get the win for, for the guys and stuff, but unfortunately, it was just a wee bit beyond me today. But no, I'm happy enough for how everything's went. So all good. Yeah, and the, those stages out there today, the you know the the rare brave stages you had to you know you had to be committed there, didn't you? Yeah, that was kind of the problem. I was saying there denied a nice wee three miler would have been nice this morning just to get the get the nerves off us. So you were straight into it and straight onto the into the sort of fast high high speed narrow stages. So they're really enjoyable. I really enjoyed the rally, but it was just you were just trying to build that confidence back up again. So that was kind of the game, and yeah, I think it was enjoyable. The uh, a few wee moments and stuff that I could have done without just from trying to get back into it again, but no, it's, it's okay, I'm happy enough. Yeah, and that's the joy of rallying. So the final round of the championship down rally, your home event, so all systems go for the down? Yeah, that'll be the, the next one for us. Obviously, we've, we've done a goal before that as the next the Tarmac Championship round, and then, and then down. So I always look forward to it being home event and, and the club organising it and everything else. So yeah, I think we'll, have to, we'll still have to go and get a decent result there because of dropping the score uh, last time out. We're sort of a wee bit... Uh, one hand behind our back sort of for championship points but we'll go there and try and get a nice clean run and see where we end up that's, that's the aim again Neil Burns uh, second overall here today in the Tours experience uh, great days rallying 
Yeah, I agree with those rally, and obviously myself and Johnny are just building confidence back from the crash in uh, Mall's Gap in Killarney there, so always got to get some miles and got to get around with no issues, and um, obviously good place uh, points there for the Northern Ireland Championship too, gets our championship back on track as well, so ticked all the boxes what we came here to do, thank God. Yeah, and the, uh, you know, the stages out there today demanding, but you know, great stages. Quite technical, like obviously Ruski, we've done it so many ways now, we've never done it that way, they always keep finding new ways to go through Ruski, so uh, yeah, there were challenging stages, obviously that first five mile wasn't the best one for us to get the confidence back again, but no, we got through it and I think we maybe had two fastest times during the day as well, so look, we're happy enough, we, as I say, we done what we came here to do, thank God. So. Excellent, excellent, and the Northern Ireland Championship, the last round now is the Down Rally in July, uh, so it'll be full steer for it then. Well, Sligo Rally first, more importantly, and then we down rally the week after. But no, um, yeah, we're looking forward to down rally. It's always a good event. And look, I think the Northern Ireland Championship is still all to play for now as well. So, um, you know, we put ourselves back in a good position there now, and hopefully now we can get it across the line and down in July as well. Excellent. Have you got one? <laughs> Frank Kelly, uh, one of the two wheels right here today, and uh, go uh, towards Burns. Uh, fantastic day. Fantastic day. Um, just sort of a fairy tale, Kevin, to be honest. Uh, we would be come here this morning very happy to just get round and do no harm and do no damage, take a square escort home. I would have given away a bumper or two, but that's <laughs> as much as I wanted to do. But to come away with a win, it's it hasn't sunk in, it's hard to believe. Yeah. And all she needs is a wash now on the way home? A wash, and then we'll head for Limerick first thing in the morning. Yeah. We're gonna do that uh, benevolent fund fundraiser yeah. event down in Limerick. I promised him I would go if I was in one piece, and we're in one piece. Here we are. <laughs> and uh, the, those stages out there today, uh, real driver stages, like, there's a lot of commitment. Very tough. No chicanes. Very tough stages. Uh, no chicanes is always a bonus, so mm -hmm. I have no bales to hit. They're very technical. I'm not a technical driver, as you well know. Uh, a lot of gravel stage too, but Jesus, nice stages. Uh, the club, I have to say, have, have put on a fantastic event. You know, from the service area with loads of room, hard ground, which, you know, organisers don't realise how important hard ground is for us. Um, Apart from me, last night was fantastic, you know, for lads come up from the south that don't have anywhere to put their car. Mm -hmm. The thought of everything, yes, there was a fair bit of road mileage, that doesn't bother me one bit. When you have good stages, the road mileage is not a problem. Yeah, because I spoke to Robert Henderson last week and he says that was the, the main thing was the stages. Yeah. The road mileage, there's yeah. something that had to be sacrificed. I would drive all day to get to a good stage. Yeah. Uh, there's no point in driving two miles down the road for a shithole of a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, well happy. You can tell there's you know, rally people involved in this club running a rally for rally people. Fair play to them. I have to take my hat off to it. And it all run in time as well too. Yeah, everything was in time. Uh, even Mickey Doyle around the service area, keep it every right and <laughs> slap people in the back of the head. Yeah. Sound man, like, yeah. you can't beat it. You really can't beat it. Uh, great to catch up with the, the guy. There was a few other videos, but with a few technical issues. <laughs> and we got, got lost somewhere in the translation. But So apologies to the other crews that we didn't get a chance to share their videos there. Um, as I said earlier, the, the Plains Rally was in Wales here last weekend. Um, Martin McCormick and Barney Mitchell, phenomenal run, second overall, two seconds behind Richard Tuttle in the Porsche. Um, you know, uh, I, I, you would love to be like a fly, and, you know, not a fly in the wall, like a fly in the roll cage <laughs> with these two guys, because like, if it's happened, like the way they come across on the camera, it, it must be a mental. <laughs> uh, we should also make a mention, Seb Perez and Gary McHenney finished second in class. And also Michael McDade and Dick and Casey finished third in class as well. Uh, great to see that. So, paddy power to the fore once again. Uh, I think without further ado, here we'll catch up with uh, Marty and Barney. Great result. You're bound to be happy after Saturday. Oh, here definitely. Yeah, you know to come away with uh, second with such a strong feel like uh, you know. 
we've had a couple of rounds there now in the championship this year. Uh, first one, obviously, we didn't we didn't even get really started. We, we broke a shaft in the distributor a couple of miles into the first stage, and then we had the rally North Wheels with the puncher early on. We're still a good, good we were still a really good all days rally and good crack, definitely very much so. But to have a really good clean day there on Saturday. Weather was very hot. Stages were good. There's a bit, you know, there, there was a bits of them there that were a bit loose and stuff, and surface was loose, and there was a bit of big stones and a couple of areas. But generally speaking, it was a very, very well run, uh, very good rally, and it was a great day's crack. It was a good weekend's crack, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Aye, because like you know the the crack like the the, the British historic championship. There's a sort of like a, a basic guys that go to every event, and it does seem to be a very enjoyable. Uh, a group of guys that you're hanging about with there as well. The 100%, like myself and, and and Barney there, you know, we wouldn't take ourselves too seriously at the best of times, especially when it comes to rallying, you know, because we, we both spend a lot of time at our, at our businesses and uh, and put a lot of effort in there. So when it comes to the rallying, we'd be keen that, you know, we've been there and done it with the with the modern cars and where, where there's a lot of stake with the with the historic cars, we, we've always said we, we go for the fun at the start. And yes, we like to be fast, we like to be competitive, but it's about the time behind the wheel and, and enjoying the stages, enjoying the driving and and, and, and enjoying the weekend. And like from Friday evening, uh, we met up with Dommy and the, and the guys, Paul Paul Smith came over with a van with Barney and we met up with Dommy Buckley's guys. And I, I, I'm one of uh, my right-hand men with me from work as well for the weekend as well. And, like the crack just started at Scripnir and, and and then that really just set the tone for the weekend. And no, as you say, with the competitors there, the likes of Adrian Hellington coming over all the time and, and Dan's lads and all that, you know, you, you the, the crack and the fun that you have with everybody. And then you meet up with all the, the, the English guys and everybody's there for the, for, for the fun of it. You know, yes, when the helmet goes on, we all, we all go fast and we're racing and we're competitive and things like that to an extent, but it's always re- really, really good sportsmanship and the, the championship I find anyway. And Barney, I'm sure you'll like all them sentiments. You know, like a, you know, everybody's there for the crack. You know, it's a it's a stress relief away from work. It's not expecting Malcolm Wilson or ever to ring them Monday morning after the rally. Oh, that's it. Uh, the big thing about it is, Kevin, you, you get your DVD and you get your notes. And I suppose we we keep Eden Hellington going. He's famous for a quote from the RAC in nineteen where he, he says, "I watched that DVD for a week." <laughs> <laughs> we we, uh, uh, we watched it for an hour, I think, on Friday evening, and uh, that, that was good enough for us. And the way we went and had the crack with the boys and, and got up on Saturday morning and went away and revved the car. You know, but as Marty says, whenever you're in business or work or whatever, you don't have time to be away wrecking all the time and. Um, sort of uh, constant sitting on the rally until a level probably you should be if you want to win but um there's a good uh there's a good happy medium with the historic rally and uh the, the boys i wouldn't say gentleman racing it is still very competitive but you don't need to be sitting there studying on boards and dvds for two weeks before the event every time so it suits it suits us you know Mm-hmm. I, as I, you know, as I said, it's a release from work. You know, you're you're busy enough Monday to Friday, sometimes Saturdays and Sundays as well. Rallying so a, a, a way to get away from that all that nonsense. I well busy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to say. personal joke. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Aye, and and uh, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're 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 hung by the rules with the. The historic rally and other, you know, some some of them bigger rallies, you'd have uh, there'd be a lot of policing goes on, 
Um, whereas this year, if, if somebody's a minute late under control, you have 15 minutes free lateness anyway, uh, between me and control. So it's uh, like the running order on Saturday got mixed up left, right, and centre, and everything, and, and nobody was one but worried about it as long as everybody got through the stages okay, you know. Um, but uh, no, the weekend was very, it was very enjoyable. When you go rallying in Wales, boys, as Marty said, we started off in Eskerts because they were the cheap car to buy and run, and then you, you go up through the levels and you end up in a modern car and all these things. Hey boys, you come back to the Eskert and you come back to Wales. Mm-hmm. We've done a right bit of rally in, in, in a fair few corners of the world, and I can tell you now, Jesus, I, I enjoyed that Saturday. Like, that was wild crack, yeah. brilliant, I, and a real good buzz, a good thrill. Like, yeah. I think Marty, as Barney was saying there, like, you have been fortunate enough now to travel across Europe and you know, samples, you know, some of the best stages that there is to offer, but there's something special about a BDA in the Welsh Forest. There is, there is. As I think we came up one of the stages, and I turn around to Barney and I says, "They always say a good day in Wales at a BDA will not be beaten anywhere." Mm-hmm. And it's just the for it's like it's like the, the guy from from Morham who d- decided to build a BDA, Mark II Eskert, lived in Wales, I think, and grew <laughs> up around the course because the gearbox, the cars, the the, the balance of them, the width of the roads, everything. It's just built on on the balance of that car, I believe, for for you know, so so enjoyable and 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 so the, the work together. It, it's like a it's like a symphony nearly of, of descriptions, and uh, and you know then there's two you just coming down the road and and an escort and and just having the time of their lives, you know, really, <laughs> <laughs> just holding on, hoping for the best a lot of the time. One boy, one boy holding onto the steering wheel and, and burping up the Doritos, and another boy trying to shout out notes and burping up the Doritos. <laughs> Everybody else is eating salad for lunch. We're firing crisps and sausages and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like the, the level of competition in that the the historic, you know, Barney says like it's it's beyond gentlemen racers. Like Adrian Hillington, uh, Richard Tuttle, all those guys, like they they take this very seriously to a degree. As you say, like the helmets on, it's you know, it's it's dog eat dog. Uh, like, but uh, does it help you to push yourself on too, and everybody else is so keen? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think the thing with Barney was touching on as as well there is that outside the stage, everybody's helping everybody to get to the next stage. You know, should it be a part of your car? You know, if you're carrying a spare part or spare wheel, whatever, it wouldn't matter. Like, you know, between competitors in that championship, they would do anything to help each other. There's no, there's none of this, you know, we're competing against you, you're the enemy thing. Not mm-hmm. at all. Totally opposite. But everybody wants to win between the clock. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's the way it is. And between stages and, and all them sorts of things, everybody's trying to help everybody else. And I think that's what gives it that friendly, inviting atmosphere where it is uh, a, a load of guys with the same interest and, and the same desire to be there, really enjoying and, and, and uh, themselves. But yet when it comes, when, when the helmet goes on, everybody's trying to go the, as quick as they can. Mm-hmm. And, and Barney, like from your point of view, like, you know, the kind of stages that you're competing on there, like it's RAC, the growing up in the 80s and 90s, like the Top Gear specials, you know, like we watched, you know, the likes of Cray, Kankin and, you know, names like that there. To, you know, to be sitting on the start line of some of them stages, this is like, like me, I'm, I'm, I'm about to start this stage here. Like this is, this is childhood memories being stirred up. Oh, uh, every time. <laughs> now I can't pronounce the, no. can't pronounce the Welsh stages. 
the way I pronounce them now is not uh, wouldn't be very correct, but you know when you hear the other boys saying it, and even when they say it, I can't repeat it like that. Um, you know, like Alwyn, I've heard of Alwyn and, and uh, Aber, Aber, whatever, oh, I don't know, but um, you know when you're going into it and you, you can round certain corners, you think, I've seen that before somewhere. And then you, you, you just get this wee thing at the end of the stage thing, and I've watched that Valor, you've seen, you know, these boys or whatever, and, and uh, mm. they're... Yeah, the, the 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 big. I always remember Llewellyn or some of them boys in the metro wrecking the thing mm-hmm. down a big a big slope sometimes, and I know, and that's why I think that whatever your co-drive and I just keep my head down because uh, there, there is places now would be fairly gnarly, mm-hmm. um, but in general, you know, just the Welsh stages, for gravel stages for that them them sort of vehicles now is just oh, it's just unreal. Like you mm-hmm. know, you, you get the you get to set them loose. Yeah, you know, I think. Uh, and I think Marty, you know, from your point of view, like you know, as Barney talks about the big drops, like there on his side of the road, do you don't worry about them at all, do you? <laughs> no, no, it's funny, you, you know, to, to to you don't you, every right hand corner always seems to be faster than the left. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blocking your view. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's uh, you could you could wax lyrical about it all day, but generally it just ticks the boxes. Uh, you know the convenience of it. You know you go. Uh, fair enough. Now you, you have to take your Friday off work to go to it, but um, it's the same. It's, it's like the border championship or the national championship here at home. You know everybody helps themselves. Uh, and helps everybody else out, and, and uh, it's a friendly atmosphere. We just prefer gravel, probably, uh, especially for an escort. I wouldn't say we're not again tarmac, but for for a, for a, an escort, as Marty would tell you, there's no power steering in her, so the gravel uh, the gravel fairly helps, you know. So because he's not that fussed and going to the gym. Always <laughs> <laughs> says I'll go to the gym with Barney. Oh, I, I, I. <laughs> Jim, that one with the big M, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the plan then with the, the Mark II? Is he stick with the, the British Championship? Is this all working towards uh, November for the RAC, Marty? Kevin, in many ways, I suppose you could say, you know, we're getting a bit of management for the RAC. <sighs> Truth being told, we're just out having crack doing a few rallies. Yeah. You know, here... Yeah, surely you can you can build yourself up for RAC, whatever. Look, we've been we've been massively fortunate in RAC. We were three ones behind us. Yes. You know, yeah. we we go we are going at the minute because we want to go rallying, and that's it. Like we grew up re- revving cars around and beating off hedges, and we're still at it, and mm-hmm. still they're still letting us do it. I always remember. <laughs> I, 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 I always remember to make the guy in Thursk at the start of the year, and I says, "You're still out doing a bit of rallying anyway." He says, "I'm going out rallying." He says, "For as long as they let me." <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought it was a good line, and I thought you're dead right, and and that's what I, that's what we're doing. We're going out rallying with the still let us. Uh, haven't taken us away with a white coat yet. Yes, <laughs> but, but um, no, and, and that's that's really being honest. We're, we're going out to do events that we want to do, and we're enjoying and, and such work, and such things at the minute. We can get away. It didn't suit to do the rally, not unfortunately. We're, we're due to do that, but but that's the way it is. You know, it's it's a decision and once you make a decision that you can't go well you can't go but mm-hmm. uh, we'll do we'll, we'll, we'll not go to Eppen in the car um, we might go to Nicky Grist if it works um, uh, and and because that, that will that will help towards RAC but look generally speaking we've done it a few times now so we should be okay and and again with RAC look 
we'll we'll put a bit of work into it. We'll get the cash squared up for it. And we'll go at it, and and sure, we'll see what happens. One loser draw, we're going to enjoy ourselves. Yeah, and it gives you know, like yes, you know, great been having the time behind the wheel and all that. But the main priority is work. Like, that's what pays the bills at the end of it all. That that that's right. That's right. That that that's what pays it all. And and that Barney's no different than myself. This this weekends, you know, we always try and duck and dive and get away. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But th- this week championship sort of suits us because, as Barney says, not a lot of time off work. I did a, me and Barney did a few European rounds last year now. And uh, it was they were very enjoyable, but uh, there's something very um, accommodating about the, the the British Historic Championship, especially the, the gravel rounds and around wheels and stuff. It suits me with the red car, you know, it's all set up ready to go sort of out of the box. John McKelp there at home and Greg gets it squared up for us, and uh, it means that uh, the, the likes of Friday there. I just met Barney at the rally, you know, because I'm over here a lot working anyway. I'm actually in Scotland at the minute, and uh, it, it works. You know, it's probably easier for me to do than a rally at home, nearly. Yes. When I'm out here, you know, mm-hmm. but um, look, we'll, we'll see. We'll give the Nicky Risk a, a, a go if we can, but after that, um, I'd say maybe Carlisle will again we'll, we'll play it by year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you know, the I suppose the, the exciting news as always uh, earlier this evening, this is recorded on Wednesday evening, the, the entry list is out for the Donegal rally and no, an historic BMW, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Getting, you're getting a chance to get a run in the M3. I, I just want to say, you. Marty's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marty, testing has been uh, the, the full combination of uh, taking it off the tiller, I think, twice. Barney, <laughs> you may ring Greg and tell him we've taken it. Aye, I, oh, aye. I, I, no, I don't know. Uh, Kevin, would you ring him? <laughs> aye. <laughs> That could, be, that could be a touchy subject. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Hopefully, this is the podcast. <laughs> we, maybe, we maybe could do like we done around uh, the Riverstone years ago. You, you, you took your big cousins or brothers, you pushed it out of the yard and then <laughs> took it away took it away for the night and then pushed it back in again, hoping they wouldn't That's notice. Right, yeah. <laughs> we'll see if that works. Yeah. <laughs> right, so there you go. I, we've been confirmed, uh, apparently, anyway. So yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's a relief. Yeah. And, and, like, and Marty, before we start recording, it turns you've never done Donegal before. Like that, you know, for all the rallying you've done across Europe and across the world, it's your first time going to Donegal competing. That that's right. There's, it's I, I suppose it's one of them the, them very unusual ones, and it, and it is like, and, and people are still startled when I tell them that that he, 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 no matter where you meet people, you say, oh, you know, they always talk about Ireland and the Donegal Rally when you're away somewhere foreign, and they're like, yeah. I've never done it, and I'm only only a few miles over the road from it. Like, it's just it just never worked out. I suppose um, there was a, there was one chance where, 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 where it was part of the C two championship, but it just didn't work out for me to do. And then anything I was doing at the time, championships etc., never really came back to Donegal. And then there was a few years it was just too good a too good a party around the town. <laughs> Till go to it, but no, you know, I always watched it. I always went to it. I always enjoyed enjoyed meeting the people at it and, and having good times. And it was always something I wanted to to do. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I mentioned it a, a while back, myself and Greg and Barney were somewhere, and I said, you know what, I think it'd be a good opportunity for us to do Donegal and the Storks and the, and the BM. And everybody just turned around and says, "Aye, that sort mm-hmm. of that sort of works. That fits this time." So uh, I'm very excited about it. To be honest, it's. It's going to be a lot of learning, you know. It's all brand new to me, but it's going to be. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the uh, to, and taking the M3 as well. I think it's going to be something special, you know. 
That's for sure. That's for sure. And the, the, you know, there's a lot of stories going around. Like Barney didn't party so much his last couple of years, so they had to pull down the the Golden Grill. Like, so I don't know uh, if quite entirely Barney's fault or not. But Barney, uh, for your chance to do Donegal too, like it, it must be another boyhood dream come true there. I have I haven't found a, a spot with a good enough cheesy chip and a hot dog there since. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, that's what here, Marty. Same thing for me as well. Well, suppose I always had. I remember counting one year in the entry list of something like 54 cars, customers out, um, a lot of years ago. That's what I never even, it never came into my head about trying to compete in Donegal because you were that busy with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then, same thing, we were going, I've been going to it since I was six years of age. We, we have a house in Kerry Keel, like, and, and uh, you know, we, we our summers are spent. Uh, but Donegal Rally was always an event that you watched. And then, as, as Marty says, as you get older, you went and partied around Letterkenny. And, and here, we'll still maybe party around Letterkenny for a day or two on it as well <laughs> this, this coming year. But um, here, I just fitted this year. Just uh, we mentioned it, and everybody just says, fuck, oh, that's the shot. Let's go do that. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, the first, the first, what's the first stage in the Saturday one? Carry Gart or Gary Gart? And then Nakiala. Hey, boys. I don't care what anyone says. You see, if we get as far as Nakiala and we're sitting on that start line, that's just that's sitting at the hundred meters on the Olympics to me like that'll mm-hmm. be unreal. Yeah. As long as it don't go off that what they call it, the wall hairs bend. Watch us, Barney. How's the beer? I wouldn't be prone to sort of talk about that much crap that you forget that you're going <laughs> But like, it's a rally that has been, you know, very kind to Marrowfield uh, Motor Club members in the past. Like, you know, Eugene Donnelly had great success there and other guys, you know, throughout the years. And like, uh, it's nice to go there and just to go there and enjoy it. But again, you know, at the same story, you want to go there, be competitive, but it's not the be all and end all. You just want to go and experience the event. I think I think you can't underestimate going to Donegal for the first time. Uh, everybody has notes for years and years and years and knowledge of the stages and all all these things. And then we're getting into this BM, and I, I just we've never took a jump on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've never never done any of these things, choppy tar, all them different things that Irish tar presents to you. Uh, they were never known to be a car that was sort of I suppose ended up being a competitive car. You know, they never they never survived. Uh, and Irish Rally, you know, once a couple of years was up, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they haven't been developed like an escort has. So we're not, we're not going there expecting to do anything. I know, you know, as we say, first of all, rally boys will look fast, <laughs> but we'll not. Uh, I can't see us trying to, you know, do anything stupid or or push trying to match somebody that has the knowledge that we don't have. Like so. Here we're um, we're we're on we're on the North Asian. We're the new kids no. in Donegal. You know what I mean? And that's the way we're going to treat it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's getting the, the opportunity to do your knuckle, you know, fan of stages like that, you know, like it's, it, you know, it's like Bernie said there, it's years of experience, you know, perfecting your notes and, you know, and getting the car set up to your liking. Like, it's not going to be the same as French Tarmac. Irish Tarmac brings its own challenges, Marley. 100%. And we're, you know, we're working with a, as Barney says, a car that hasn't been developed the same way an Esker has, that's been, you know, built by Mats over in Holland that's been rallied a lot in European events, has done limited rallies in Ireland, you know, with different customers there. So, you know, we're under no illusion there's going to be work to do here. There's going to be work to do in our half, you know, because mm-hmm. 
we, we don't have the knowledge, but that's fine. That's no problem. We'll, we'll go, we'll do our notes and we'll have give it a good recce and we'll give give the car a bit of a shakedown and we'll be making adjustments and doing things and trying to make it better. But there's a lot of work to do in this one and, and we're no illusion. And there's a lot of, there's a very, you know, there's, you know, coming from previous years, I haven't seen the entry list yet, but Alexa Tommy O'Connell and, there's, there's a lot, you know, the, his pace there last year was 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 absolutely brilliant. Like, you know, when you looked against the class 13 and 14 cars, you know. So, you know, we're under no illusion here. Like, we're, 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 we're coming as the new guys and, and we'll slot ourselves in and play it, play it cool for a while and, and see how we get on. Uh, and Barney, from your point of view, like, you know, um, you know, I don't know where, how you could say this. There's like, Donegal has its own experiences. Like, yes, it's a rally, but... It's become more than the rally. Like it's become a festival almost over the, the last few years. And uh, like <clears throat> that's you know, Irish rally, and we've talked about this before. Irish rally needs to take itself out of hiding in uh, industrial estates. It needs to embrace the the public. Yeah, oh yeah, and Don- Donegal is your how would you put it? Your page three model for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the glamour, it's got everything that you that, that you know that you want. Uh and I hope that the I think they are the club does exploit it, but there's a lot more they can do too if you learn from European events. Uh, you know, but here, boys, it's the jewel in the crown of Irish Rally. And there's uh, there is not, you know, Killarney's great and all that there, but Donegal is just you mentioned Donegal Rally to anybody in Ireland. Uh, and, you know, there's probably 30,000 people go to that weekend never see a rally car yeah. because it's that big of an event yeah. in the town. You know, it's a, it's a festival, like, and, and uh. No, it's, it's, it's exciting. Like I, I'm, I'm getting wound up about it. You talk about the RAC and stuff there, but mm-hmm. Donegal is going to be a whole new adventure, and it's 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 an hour up the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy, like you know, it's, it's just I, I could take you to every every junction on every stage to watch the rally mm-hmm. without needing the map. Yeah, but yet I couldn't tell you a corner on a stage. Not mad, yeah. You know, so usually I can tell you after we go through it. <laughs> but no, it's just, you know, that's a completely different perspective. Like, and that's, that's mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, it's exciting. Like, yeah. And like, you know, um, to, to rub up then, Marty, I suppose, like, do you still get that same buzz, like, going to like a new event like Donegal? Will you get, you know, will you get the buzz, like, this is something new, this is something different? You know, like, do, does it still push your buttons at this stage? I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. I, I am, I am generally really excited about Donegal because it's one of them things that we've said before. We, you know, we're, we're going to do it, and now we're coming to the point, right? Right, we're going to do it, and we're going to do it in the in, in a special car. I think in, in, in an unusual car, you know, and that whole spectacle of doing that rally, as, as, as Barney says, pulling up to them uh, iconic stages and, uh, and pulling off the start line with thousands of people standing, lining up in Akala and Atlantic Drive and places like that there. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be a massive learning experience. But when you treat it like that and go and enjoy it, that that's when you get the benefit out of it, you know? <laughs> so, yes, like, like even even back back till Saturday there, like we come off like the first or second stage and Matt Cotton was, was, was sitting at the end of the stage and I was just like, you know, what else is there? Like, you know, this is this is amazing. And that was me in a car that I've been driving since 2007. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, the, 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 we've done, you know, I've done many as an RIC and we've managed to, to somehow won three of them. And it, like, and I, I come off a, a, a six-mile stage in Wales and went, wow, this is <laughs> unbelievable. This is some day. Like, you know what I mean? What a day. And, and I'm, you, I'm getting that same feeling getting ready for Donegal. So yeah. what's it not going to be like when you pull off the start line? <laughs> 
Well, lads, uh, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been a pleasure, and we'll be keeping an eye on you in three weeks' time now at this stage. So. That's right. Uh, you're not, you're not <laughs> making <thanks>. four. <laughs> I could be struggling <laughs> a week in there, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening to us waffle on, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> no worries. It's a pleasure. Uh, can't believe it's Marty's first time doing Donegal. I've been there when Greg did it years ago, but gee, I can't believe it's Marty's first time and can't wait to see them in the Beamer. Yeah, that uh, will be something else. That will be something else. Like, uh, also, we've got a chance to chat, catch up with uh, uh, Laura McMenamin. Like, Laura is registered for the championship uh, round three now, Calvin's weekend. Connor, the national championship's looking really strong this year. Like, it's um, you know, Josh and Callum there are fighting for overall honours. The modify this just out of this world, right down throughout the classes. That's listen when you when you take the top twenty, it could be the top twenty of a, of the of an international. Like it, it's yeah. phenomenal. Like it really is cracking. And you know, again, it's it's close to Donegal, so it's a chance for for people to come out and do a bit of a test and get the car set up before Donegal as well. So, you know, hence part partly hence the cracking entry. But generally, the the national championships been really attractive this year. That's for sure. That is for sure, you know. And like, you know, touch wood, the weather forecast looking very good for Sunday. So that's, I think we're in for a real treat come Sunday. So I think Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the battle between Mark Alcorn and Daniel McKenna. Oh yeah, that, that will be all be interesting for sure. That is for sure. So I think without further ado, we'll catch up with Laura and get her thoughts on uh, Kevin. This national championship, it keeps going from strength to strength every year. Yeah, Kevin's good, good to be on. Um... Yeah, the championship really, it really is taken off now. Last year we had a fantastic year, um, full entries all around and, you know, a great buzz and it was great to be back rallying after the pandemic. And thankfully this year has has taken off with a bang as well. And so far we're only two rounds into the championship um, out of the eight rounds. And yeah, so far so good. It's the the interest is is back as good as it was last year, if not better. And the battles are definitely Definitely taken off there now at the minute. That's for sure. You know, and like, there was always the fear that, you know, the first year back after COVID, you know, people have been cooped up for two years. You know, there'll be a huge interest and then things will start falling away. But if anything, it's got more popular this year. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, thankfully, because last year the interest was there, it definitely seemed to build a momentum and everybody, everybody just wanted to get back. And as I said, we we were, we weren't supposed sure what way it would go. Last year did take off. Was things going to, you know, settle down again? Was people going to go back and maybe money start to run out? But <laughs> thankfully, it hasn't so far by the look by the looks of it. And yeah, like the even the amount of people and the interest over Christmas and then to the New Year, people just wanting to get the information. Registrations were were flowing in long before we'd say the end of January. We had registrations in the first round, wasn't and wasn't until March. Like mm-hmm. so, it was fantastic to see, and the interest just was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, this year, so it's great to see it. I think, and the amount of crews that has registered, like, it must be like record levels, like because like the, you know, right from number one right to one hundred and fifty one, like and beyond. With the, you know, you talked there about the reserve list, like that that speaks volumes at the level of where the championships at and where it's going. That's it. Yeah, like we've we've well up over the three hundred mark, if not more, and then juniors and historics and included then, um, registered. So it's it's absolutely fantastic to see it, and you know it's really this year the championship is going from strength to strength. Last year we focused a good bit on social media and got as much out there as we could, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and then obviously this year then if we've added interest then of the 
the YouTube um, show then with Killian and the team. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely taken everything up to another level, another interest, and just everybody seems to want to be involved, thankfully. And it's it's just really got the balls out there. Definitely. And, you know, we should touch on that coverage that, you know, Killian and the guys is providing. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a rally programme for rally people because it has a bit of everything in it. It's, it's mixing and it's not just the top crews to concentrate on, you know, the, the club man and, the, you know, the class owners. Everybody gets a shout through it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fantastic the way he's done it. He's, you know, he's, as you say, it's just not the top crew. It's right down through the classes. He's showing, the, you know, getting the battles um across the board it's just not at the top and he's telling the story of the day as well so you know if you don't go to the rally it is fantastic you can sit down and you can patch the whole day together mm-hmm. and it definitely that was one one aim we we did want and kind of we got across to him and he he is doing so far with the first two rounds were the two programs were fantastic and it was it's really just getting it's just it's lifted the championship to another level again it's absolutely fantastic Absolutely, absolutely. And like it's probably not fair to say, but last year was like a wee bit of a one horse race. Like even you know, like Josh Moffat was I don't know, in another league last year. But it's it's nice to see the thing getting, you know, the competition a lot tighter this year. You know, not only the national championship but also the Tarmac Championship. And like for Callum Devine now to, you know, commit to the championship, that has added another layer of interest to the thing as well. Yeah, definitely. Like it is great, you know. Josh is such a fantastic driver, but it is, you know, and I'm sure he'll say it himself too, he would rather be competing than fighting against somebody as well. But it is great that Callum's there now and, and is having a good run. Like, and after the two rounds, like they're going into round three and the two of them's absolutely level and 39 points going in to the third round because Callum obviously won the first round, but Josh took the power stage point. And then they went to Kerry and Josh took the one, but Callum took the power stage point. So it's it's left the two of them. They've done exactly the same thing over the two rounds. So it's really this weekend now, it's it's all to play for. And it's probably the battle is on now to see who's going to come out on top this weekend. Like yeah, for sure, and for sure. who'll take the bragging rights going into, going into round four. Yes. <laughs> and the, you know, it's not just about the top two. Like the battles are intense right, right throughout the field. Like, you know, the modified in the national championship. Is strong, it's probably stronger than it is in the Tarmite Championship. And like those guys, like there's no, you know, there's no inch asked for, no quarter given with them, is there? No, absolutely. Like you've Kevin Gallagher there, you've Mark Alcorn, you've the two Moffats, you've Gary Kiernan, you know, Chris O'Callaghan. You know, there's the list goes on. Like, you know, it's, as you say, it's not just two or three modified boys either. There's a full list. You've Gary McPhillips and them. They're all there. They're all battling it. And it is fantastic to watch. Like, and there's none of them out there taking it easy. Like, they're they're going as hard as hard nearly as the top boys as well. Like, because you've Kevin and Mark are sitting there fourth and fifth in the championship at the minute. Like, you know, so it's, you know, mm-hmm. it just shows the level. That they're all coming in out there at the minute. That is for sure. That is for sure. And like you know, Calvin this weekend, Calvin, you know, if the weather's kind, like they're fast stages. It wouldn't surprise me that there'd be a two wheel drive car maybe in the top three by the end of the day. Yeah, it's very it's very possible depending, you know, as you say, the weather conditions would probably play for them. If it is, if it is dry, you could, it definitely is something it wouldn't shock you to see a modified mm-hmm. car sitting there in the top three at the weekend. That's for sure. That's for sure. And you know, right through all the classes, you know, like, you know, the juniors, the historics, the national championship caters for all those there, and like they, they all have their you know good days out and the good days fun. Yeah, like right across. I was just looking there earlier on this evening. Just you know, from all the classes, every class is so well supported, and you know, there's no class really 
walking away with one person, you know, mm-hmm. taking control of it. The top three, four, some of the classes right down the top five, six are within points of each other. Like, you know, it's really, really close to contended. Mm-hmm. Um, the juniors there, you know, with five or six juniors there competing this year as well. And, you know, they're they're all nipping in around each other and the same historics there. We've we've have um we've three fellas there this year now that mm-hmm. seem to be committing to the championship. And it's great to see the likes of them out as well. But as I said, right across the board, all the classes, they're so welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, filled up like you know, there's there's so many registered in each of them. There's no class there that's going to be any way easy. Like no, there's no nobody walking away with it. And then you know, Kevin, this weekend, all you know, all goes well. Where do we go to next then? So after Kevin, then we have a break for June, and then we're down to Ravens Rock on the second of July, and then we've Slag on the sixteenth of July. We go then in August to where we in August A on C is on the 13th of August. Clare Stages Rally on the 24th of September and then the Fastnet on the 29th of October. Mm-hmm. So we break for June and then back with a bang for two, within a two double, within a, one. A, a double, <laughs> double attack in July. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. So the, yeah, no, it's good. Like I said, it's it's hard to believe at this stage we are only two two rounds in. Mm-hmm. It feels like we've 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 had a few more, but you know, there's been so much rallying on. So it was nice that we were able to kind of take that break mm-hmm. and, you know, for the month or month or nearly two months, realistically, because it was the start of April, I suppose we were right last. So we kind of had a seven, eight week break, really. Mm-hmm. So it's nice now back kind of, I suppose, for, well, realistically for everybody, it's a pre-dunny call. No point tonight. it. So that, and then you have them, once Dunny is over, you have, your, we're back into full attack then every month and the, mm-hmm. the good few rallies. So hopefully we'll see out the year then and the numbers will stay stay as they are. Excellent. And like, you know, we talked uh, before we hit the record button here that about the, you know, the rotational system. It has really revitalised the championship. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, I suppose everybody has their pros and cons on it, but for us, for a championship point of view, the clubs that are involved each year, we can really put a good focus on them, a good push on them. And it's 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 proven to work. The entries are full, the clubs are starting full entries. They've I know there's a reserve list and people, you know, aren't getting yeah. maybe aren't getting on, you know, getting going at the weekends or whatever. But at the same time, I suppose the clubs are benefiting because they're not maybe starting 90 or 100 cars. They're getting their full field. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that has to be helped. But at least then, you know, when we had different rounds. Or more rounds involved. It, some rallies weren't getting then the full support because maybe they were close to another rally, and then they weren't. You know, the classes were getting mixed up, and boys weren't doing one round. Whereas at least they're kind of committing. They know of rallies there. Mm-hmm. That's what's running for the year, and I I do think it is beneficial. I know. I, well, as far as I know, I think you know they probably will relook at it. I know it was the main aim was to get it back up to help the clubs after after COVID. Like so, mm-hmm. but I do think it is beneficial. The clubs are benefiting, and you know. It is definitely keeping it's keeping the balls in the rally and it's keeping the entries up. It's 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 just keeping the whole thing flowing, I think, realistically. Yeah, keep, the numbers the are there. there. Yes, I people exactly, you know, yeah. are not, you know, switching off then maybe come, you know, July or the championships getting you know, over at this stage will you will Well that's we'll it, you know, because they're not doing it. Yeah, because they're not doing a whole pile of rallying. There's only mm-hmm. the set number of rallies there, and that's it. They can't. They're not picking and choosing between too many, mm-hmm. and then as you say, come June, July, that's it, and they kind of scatter off. Mm-hmm. So it definitely, to me, I I personally think it is it is beneficial, and it's it's proven 
you know, it's proven that yeah, it's working. Is, every numbers, yep, we, so. we can't complain anyway no. in the championship because <laughs> our numbers have been phenomenal. And it's yeah. just, it really has given the balls back that we didn't know, as I said, I think I said last year, we didn't know what way it was going to go, what way was the championship mm-hmm. going to pick up at all, you know, after the break. And it was fantastic. Like when we, we got the sponsors on board and got everything up and running, you know, and we took the focus, we said just social media last year, just to get up and going mm-hmm. and it proved a point and then to take it up another level then this year and then trust like I just couldn't get over the interest over Christmas and stuff like that mm-hmm. of people ringing looking looking for the information you know so early mm-hmm. which you know give us then the good boost then to to go and sit down and get the another push on then to get this year up and going for sure and like you know you, you just mentioned your sponsors there like you've had some fantastic sponsors over the years and like without them rallying's impossible so it'd be nice to give them a name check now yeah, absolutely. Like Triton Shower's have been on there now for the last number of years and it's fantastic. I suppose again, it's like it's a rally family, Kevin, the family there. They're unreal, you know, to deal with. They they know the story, they know what they're they're involved in, which you know, at least then and it's great for them to get the name out there and true all we can do is is push the name for them as much not not they do it themselves but at the same uh-huh. time it is it's fantastic to have associated with something that they have an interest in as well mm-hmm. and it's so much they're so easy to deal with and it is fantastic to have them on board yeah because they get some one for everybody you know it's great for the championship to have such a, a prestigious name and it's great for their company because like it's putting it out there and like with the coverage now like it's there at the top of a button for everybody well, that's it. Yeah, we, like we between the social media and now with the the rally TV with Colleen and the team, like it's it's there and they're they're really getting the brand branding out for them and like on the event and everything. I'm sure you know everybody sees the trading brands everywhere. So you know it's fantastic. You know it's as much as we can do for them. Um, you know to help get the name further out there. Like you know we we'll do everything we can because we appreciate their support over the years too. Excellent. Well, Laura, no doubt we'll catch up with you now before the end of the season. It's good to sort of get a, a feel for where we're at now at this early point of the season. No bother yet. No, we'll, 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 you know, we'll get the next few rounds up and going and get our break over the summer and we'll, we'll back full attack again in July. So. so thanks to Laura there. Um, yeah, that National Championship, brilliant. And, you know, in July, two events coming up there. So that's going to be a busy month for all involved there. Um, also got a chance to catch up with Matt Cotton where I uh, started talking about looking forward to the, the BRC round two, you know, the Jim Clark coming up this weekend, uh, you know, for Mo, uh, Keith Cronin, uh, you know, that's... Luke Barry. Luke Barry, yes, <laughs> friend of the show. And <laughs> yeah, uh, like, you know, the BRC maybe hasn't the numbers, of, you know, we're, we're spoiled here in Ireland with the Tarmac Championship, but the, 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 I have to say... The quality of the you know the, the top guys there like they could go anywhere in Europe and be very competitive, uh, you know. You would just love you know Keith was over here competing more regularly for Mo like it's it's a it's a world star you know like so. Uh, and look, Barry, what can we say about look, Barry? We haven't already said <laughs> exactly. Listen, I, I I don't you know I don't think this is a one off for look. This could be the start of his. Uh... You know, BRC challenge. Yes, uh-huh. it could be stretching that it could be hard to get cream for. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the likes of Formo being in that championship, like it raises the game of everybody else there. You know, everybody has to turn it up a notch now. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So no pressure, look. No pressure. No. no. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, without further ado, we'll hear from Matt. Ah, it's a delight to join you again. Thanks for having us. Not a bother. Not a bother. So round one, like, was you know. Uh, more than you just could have wished for, you know. Adrian for Mo, Racer for the Championship, 
Uh, Keith Cronin came in the last minute. It's fair to say it probably gave the championship a real lift. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we had our own challenges with the weather. That really threw a bit of a curveball in right at the very last minute. Um, but on paper, when you looked at that, that when you saw that entry come in, at, at least of Adrian Formeau, it was like, OK, I see. This is starting to get interesting then. And it's actually quite interesting to see what our other competitors' reactions are to that. You'll get a certain amount which will be, OK, I've got a real good benchmark now. I've got somebody to, to really aspire to. And then there's others that are like, oh, well, I'll never catch him. So mm, that's a bit disappointing. I, I, I can't really level the playing field anymore. And I think you, you, you might be able to make your own guesswork as to who was in what category. <laughs> and there were some that really rose to that occasion. And, and um, you know, I, I think... I think, I don't know whether it was a surprise, perhaps that's doing him a bit of a disservice, but coming to the end of stage one uh, uh, in Greystoke and, and seeing James Williams at the top of the timesheets and not Adrian Formo, it's like, I see, this is this is really exciting. This this has all the ingredients to be a, a really good rally. And, and despite the lack of mileage that we had, um, the organisers really turned it around and, and, and made a rally out of it, you know. And, and yeah, it was really exciting. I think it really added a, a different dynamic to sort of the British Rally Championship to have the likes of Adrian um, in there mixing it with everybody. Yeah, as you say, it gave everybody something to, to look at and go, I want a piece of that, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 and I think the BRC has always been like that throughout the, the, the years, throughout mm -hmm. over history. And last year when you had Keith and Oshin uh, uh, just battling together up front and, and to a certain degree, most of the other guys were just playing catch up a little bit. Um, and, and there always seems to be a couple of guys that are always to the fore and up right on their A game. Um, and I think this year, Adrian provided that that hair for for everybody to follow. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure it's going to be that plain sailing this weekend. I, I don't know. There's something that I just think. Whilst you think that Adrian's a, a tarmac expert, you know he's French. Of course, he's going to know his stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Clark Rally Roads, dead interesting. Yeah. Really they're, interesting. They're, they're not the smooth alpine passes, are they? That you know they're more resembling the, the Irish, you know, bumps and jumps? Yeah, 100%, ju just like that. They've got a real mix of everything. Um, you look at Friday night and we, we'll go into, it's called Lomphamacus, although uh, some, of, some of your listeners might know it as Abbey St. Bathans, but it's the moorland stage. It's the one that we kick off with traditionally. Uh, and it is literally just moorland. It's bumpy, it's quite rough, it's narrow, it's open, it's fast, it's technical. It's got absolutely everything. So plenty to get your teeth stuck into. Mm -hmm. And last year, Keith was just on another level, absolute another level on those stages, some eight, nine seconds faster than anybody else, I think. So, you know, He's a bit revved up. James Williams is going to be revved up. Elliot Payne, you know, all the guys, Gary Pearson, brand new car. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just as unpredictable as ever, despite having a, a WRC star, you know, with, with number one on the doors. Yeah. I think it's used, and like the amount of guys that's, that's changed in cars are stepping into new cars as well. Like that, that's a healthy sign as well, too, that guys are prepared and committing to spend, you know, massive budget to come and compete in the the rounds as well 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's no secret that any top level championship is expensive from the Irish tarmac to the, the British Rally Championship. It takes a lot of commitment financially, time and and all things like that. So, it, uh, yeah, you're right. Very, very healthy to see the likes of Gary Pearson, you know, moving away from that Skoda Fabia and saying, look, I want to be in a in a in a in a winning car. I want to have all the right tools at my disposal to go out there and try and try and win. And I don't suppose you can do much better than having the 2022 championship winning car at your disposal. You know, you, you can sit there on home soil as he is. It, it drives pretty much past his house and, and say, right, I've got all the tools I need. I'm just going to go out there and, and, and do my best. And and, and it's, it's me driving now. You know, yeah. Daniel Barrett alongside him. I mean, yeah. what a name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, there's, there's there's no hype places now at all for Gary this weekend, really, is there? <laughs> no, it's all it's always difficult. I guess you could say this, the the pressure's on him, really, and mm-hmm. and he'll have a lot of expectations um, from everybody at home, no doubt. So you know, I'm not adding any any extra pressure to Gary, <laughs> but yeah, he's got everything he needs. Uh, Melvin Evans Motorsport, what what they don't know about winning rallies, it's yeah. it's not worth knowing. So. Yeah, it, 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 another one to watch. Add it to the list. Yeah, yeah. as you say, the, the, the list expands and expands. You know, the, you can start rhyming off names and you'd be sure to forget someday as well too because, you know, the strength and depth starting to come back again as well. Yeah, it, it is. And, and I think Rally 2 has offered that. And I think, you know, at a world level and a, and a, a European level, you see the healthiness of of the rally two cars and and the desire from people to want to be in rally two cars when you see the likes of gus and oliver um sort of stepping down from rally one into rally two that to a degree they don't see that as a backward step and i think to have rally two at the forefront of a national championship i think that's a really good sign i think it just gives everything a little bit more of a togetherness and it gives uh, people a little bit of hope to say that they can if they want to, they can step from that national level straight into Europe or in the WRC, as as Oshin Price proved last weekend, mm-hmm. that he can make that transition from one to the other fairly seamlessly. Uh, uh, and it provides great competition and, and, OK, it's still expensive, but yeah motorsport is isn't yeah. it yeah i think you talked about the, you know the stepping stones there like that you know I, i'm a firm believer now too and that's you know the rally two rally five thing because it's, it's going back to the the old days of almost the 70s and 80s the car you had you know to do you could take it and compete in any rally from your local club man event to around as a wrc you know it's not you know it's not down the route of you know like these monsters like, like there's only maybe 10 and ever built kind of thing that these are five rally two cars you can go out and buy them off the shelf almost yeah definitely the the, the same car that i don't know let's say uh, gary pearson will be in we were talking about him earlier uh, that that polo you can take that car and you can drive it into europe uh, in a couple of weeks and you can go and contest the wrc or the erc in that very same car uh, and be at the, the the top level of the, of that category and i think the symmetry is important and i think the fia pyramid is it, you know it's critical for maybe the rasns to be looking at that and making sure that we are aligned wherever we go and, and wherever we are in europe because it only 
really helps the competitors and it only re really helps the national championships to to flourish and okay the brc is we'd love more cars we we don't hide behind that fact but what we can say is that the competition is absolutely epic and i think that's that's down to the quality of driver but equally it's down to the category being right yeah and i because like you know erin you know shows up in the bonds like we were you know the world cars up until 2015 15 or 16 and like you had two three guys now go down to rally we have 10 12 guys there that you know it's well capable the one so like i i fully agree with you there that the r5 rally 2 car has revolutionized the way that we we think about rallying now yeah definitely and i think you see a lot of um, commentary on social media about you know perhaps the wrc top level should be wrc2 plus and, and and is there an argument for that and i guess that's a that's one for the fia and the manufacturers to to have a fight about but i think it's hard to argue against currently when you as you say when you look at those entry numbers in ireland you look at those entry numbers in the uk and and in europe i mean yeah. you know 42 rally two cars on on uh, on wrc was it portugal the other week <laughs> i mean that's just mind-boggling yeah. absolutely mind-boggling and and it but it, it shows it's healthy it does yeah. show it's healthy. And, and as you said like you know gus greensmith and andreas mickelson it's not a step down because the level that them you know the guys that they're competing is you know maybe not as sharp but it's it's not blunt by no manner of means like they're not stepping into these um, cars and you know running away with it no and 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 in some cases depending on the surface and on the event if you do look at the time differences between rally one and 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 rally two there's not that much in it um, <laughs> you know for the sake of a bit of noise and a bit of uh, presence i guess on the stages if you were st stood say stage side between a rally one car and a rally two mm -hmm. i'd say there's some occasions where you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference so yeah. You know, it's it's a winning formula. I sound like a car salesman. I think <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go and uh, uh, give Mr. Wilson a shout and see if he needs anybody to sell some. <laughs> but like you know, we as rally fans, we love close competition. You know, like we get as much enjoyment out of like you know two guys in a one liter car competing head to head as we do. Like you know, yes, it's lovely to see the world car with their wings and the cracks and the pops and the bangs. You know, if the Rally 2 Plus was a thing, within six months, it would be equally as fast, if not faster, and we would love it every bit as much. Yeah, I, I mean, nothing excites me more than seeing a really close battle. You yeah. know, you get to the end of the stage, you're counting up all the, the time sheets, you're looking at the stage comes coming in, and, and you've got tenths or, or a few seconds between somebody, and the jeopardy of that, is what creates the buzz for me personally yeah. and i guess that's part of um you know the role i do and maybe the stage end reporting that i do but but you know you do see that on quite a few events and it and it just turns it can turn a really dull rally right around just yeah. just by having that you know yeah. um and 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 as i say rally rally two certainly you know that's that does create that um I know people when you're fast you're fast but yeah. but i do think that um rally two and r5 have have created that spectacle really for us all that's for sure that's for sure and like two guys that you know you helped be promoting over the last few years eamon kelly and 
excuse me, uh, Josh McLean. Like what, you know, Josh in particular, the last two weekends, he has just, my goodness, uh, has been phenomenal to watch the times coming in. I'd love to know what he ate for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Look, that's doing him a disservice. Uh, Just phenomenal. I mean, you know, you, you look at Josh and, you know, he's had a tough couple of weeks, as everybody in Ireland has, and and certainly the Motorsport Ireland Rally Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig's passing certainly hit them all hard. Craig was a, a an instrumental part of the academy and 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 the growth and the and the nurturing of the talent inside that. Um, and and you know, I don't suppose it's any secret that that Craig and and, and Josh were close, but he he's he's come out of there fighting, he's opened that door, he's jumped into that car and he's grabbed hold of it and said, right, I'm going to, I'm going to go and do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, when you see him battling with the likes of, I mean, Mads Osberg, yeah. you know, <laughs> when you're looking at those names, you're looking at the likes of Mads Osberg, who must've been over to Poland before the other guys that are central European that know, um, what rally Poland is like, what the stages are like, what the surface is like, what it's you know what it's like on the second pass. Mm-hmm. Josh jumps in feet first, no idea, no clue, never been to Poland before, and he's knocking on the door of a top three time in the European Rally Championship, which, as I say, yeah. has just got an absolute wealth of of top class mm-hmm. drivers in it. You know, absolute hats off to him. It was it was a sensational performance, and it was. Bloody lovely to watch last yeah, weekend. For it? sure, for sure. And the Eamon done so well the previous weekend in Portugal. He's his third rally in a, a an R five rally two car. Like we, we kind of forget how limited of uh, experience that Eamon has to do what he was doing. Like he was setting top twenty, top twenty five times all weekend, except he had a few wee issues, you know. And that, yeah. that's, <laughs> where's it go <laughs> absolutely he'd done what two gravel rallies in a, in an r5 before he did uh cambrian rally last year in the polo where he got a podium actually yeah. and then he did the malcolm wilson and then he jumps into into that level of event and i think that's the great great thing about the academy great thing in a way in as much as you know they 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 put they help Eamon into that kind of scenario to go and and just get that experience. And I guess we're guilty of it as spectators and followers. You think, oh, well, he's doing WRC, so he's got to be fast. Well, no, it's not about that, really. It's about these guys just getting out there, getting the mileage under their belts, experiencing WRC events, which are just totally different to anything else that you and I have ever you know, yeah. looked at before. And, 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 and it is a bit of a pedestal that I guess that they're on because they're in that environment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he had such a, a, a mature approach to that. He just went about his business. He wasn't, wasn't really looking at anything that anybody else was doing. He was just soaking up the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. He was soaking up the stages. He was just like a sponge, yeah. effectively. He was just trying to get that information from everybody around him for the future and 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 that is exactly what the academy is about it's yeah. just honing that that knowledge and that skill for progression in the future and it and it it just worked so well for 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 josh and, and for him yeah because you know previous you know to that was croatia and like Eamon, you know he said himself he wasn't first round he was a wee bit had this no real plan he had a plan for the second round he stuck to it come sunday evening he's playing the champagne like it's 
And like that's that's even even quietly going about doing his own thing, sticking to his plan, and that proved how successful at the end of the at the end of the event. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Eamon doesn't shout about anything. He doesn't shout in real life. He's a quiet lad. He doesn't shout on social media. He's not. He's not big on that. He doesn't. He doesn't go out there and you know bang his drum. He just quietly goes about his business, and that that is effectively what won him Croatia. Yeah. The the fact that he just went and he did his own thing. He didn't con- wasn't concerned about what everybody was doing up front. He wasn't concerned about the the retirements. What what happens to Will and everything like that. He just went about and did his business. And and as we actually know, that's what wins championships, yeah. not just events. And that's why he's there. That's why a lot of them are there. Yeah. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's not a bad mantra to follow, to be honest. And they get, you know, and another it's a great advertisement for the BRC, like, you know, Will and Eamon and Josh all come through, you know, that the talent there as well, too. So like, that's, you know, that was their stepping stone that we talked about earlier as well. Yeah, and I, and I think that is the the junior BRC is still, you know, we've we've had it confirmed by by team bosses in the WRC. It's still a focus of them that they look at for emerging talent. For you know, we could we could go down the list. You know, John Armstrong, look yeah. where he is. Rally three at the moment, helping Ford develop the Rally three. He came through the junior BRC ranks. Yeah. You've got Callum Devine, junior BRC. James Williams, junior BRC. Josh, Will Crichton, Eamon Kelly. But it's it's that stepping stone. It's that grounding that that the series gives them. They're in a level playing field on a on a on a lower platform in Rally four, but they get that gravel skill. They get that tarmac skill. They get that pace note writing experience. You add that all together. You add in the competition, and and that will transition directly into whatever path they take, whether that's rally three or rally two. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it it does work. It does definitely definitely work. Kevin, I think you did very well extracting yourself from that rabbit hole and getting it back on back on topic. <laughs> and you know. Again, the BRC, the likes of Eamon and Will, it's proof that they're, you know, you can go through that and it's a stepping stone onto bigger things, particularly on the on the junior WRC side of things. Um, and speaking of stepping stones, uh, what do you call it again? Back to the work of the MI Academy. I caught up with Aoife Raftery and Grace O'Brien, who were both competing at the weekend. So you both had a busy weekend and you both separately had a busy weekend. Aoife, you were in Poland. Grace, you were in Belgium. Um, and just want to have a chat and see how you both got on. So Aoife, I'm going to start with yourself. Um, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was a brilliant weekend. Um, so we did our first round of the Junior European Rally Championship. That was in Poland. Um, no, we really happy with how it went. We, um, it was a tough week, but it's had its challenges and we were really happy to get to the finish of such a tough rally. Grand. And you were competing in the 208 and you were on hand-cooked tyres for the first time. Did you notice any different or how did, how did they contrast? I think normally you're on Pirelli's, is that right? Yeah, so it was our first time. We've used Pirelli's before as our first time using the hand-cooks. Um, I suppose the conditions were a lot different as well as the tyres that we were used to. Um, never competed on a surface like that, so they were both new. Um, but no, we were happy enough, so we we got a test and we had our shakedown, so we were ready then for the rally when it came. And 
you know, I, I was watching some of it on the line over the weekend and obviously saw some of the, the, the pictures from the stages. Like some of those stages were cutting up pretty deep. How, how was that? Was there a challenge there for you in that? Yeah, definitely. Like the stages are very, very fast. And I think you can see that as well. But um, the ruts were, especially on the Sunday stages, uh, they were really deep. So we just had to manage... Um, because in the front wheel drive car, we go after all the R5s, and especially on the second pass, the ruts were really deep. So it was just making sure that, you know, we maintained the care and we got to the finish as well. Um, but, yeah, it was really good to experience that. So, Grace, you're taking part in the Stellantis Cup this year. And is that completely Belgium-based for yourselves? Um, this year it is. We're going to be based predominantly in Belgium, but there are different championships um, within the Stellantis Cup across different regions in Europe. So they have a championship based in Portugal and Spain. There's a separate championship based in France. So you can actually jump between the different championships. But as I say, we're based solely in Belgium this year. So we're just back from the Saisons Rally, which is round two of the championship. Um, and similar to IFA, a very different surface, something we're not used to in Ireland, and the fact that it was a mixture of tarmac and gravel. And the gravel over there is like marble, it's like ice, so it was very, very difficult to manage. We were actually keeping an eye on, I suppose, IFA in the ERC, um, and I, we were looking at some of the tracks that you were having to plough through IFA, and we thought we were ploughing fields in Belgium. Not a patch on what Rafa had to actually play in Poland. So very different experience again for us. And Grace, when you are competing abroad like that, what what are the challenges for you? Well, for us, it's very definitely the, the different surfaces. Um, in Ireland, as we know, the tarmac here is very unique to Ireland. Um, and even the gravel rallies in Ireland, the south could be different to the north. But even the Cezanne's rally itself, um, the Belgians were remarking that this is quite a unique surface, quite a unique rally. But also you're getting to mix with other sort of mainland Europe crews. Um, so there's obviously Belgians, there's crew from Germany, there's um, a driver from Luxembourg. So it really is quite competitive that way. Um, and then also these guys, when they're not rallying in the rally four cars, um, the weekend previous, they could be in the Rally 2 cars, you know, fighting it out in the Belgian Championship also. So there's a lot of challenges that way. Obviously, language is a barrier, but they do make huge effort for us when we go over to speak English. So that's fantastic. But obviously, different rules, regulations, etc. to learn as well. So it's a great way to, I suppose, broaden your experience. And for yourself and Niall O'Sullivan, what about local knowledge? Is there an opportunity to to get tips from the, from the locals or is it a bit too competitive and, and they play their cards close to their chest? They Definitely the competitors within the championship. Um, they, they do like to keep their cards close to their chest, but we actually were fortunate that we met the COSD, Eddie Smeets, and he would have navigated previously for Stephen Wright. So he was delighted to see us. Um, as were the rest of the, the Belgians, they're always delighted to see the Irish, but basically sat down and had a quick chat with them and said, right, Eddie, you, you know the lie of the land here. This is your local rally. Um, if you have any hints, tips, please let us know. And in fairness to the guy, he saved us on one or two occasions. So, Aoife, you know, you, you have a short pre-event test and you're straight into the rally, more or less, and, and you're going from country to country. Obviously, you're going, you know, you were in Poland and next up is Latvia. 
what opportunity is there for you to get those hints and tips for for each region or each country when you're going there? Um, I suppose being part of the academy, it's really good that way that I can ask the likes of Josh before I headed to Poland, like what I need to do to prepare and what you know what I should expect when I get there. So it's nice to have the experience from the other guys in the academy that are driving at these events. But as well, um, I suppose just to study the like it's a long week, so in preparation for it, you're obviously watching on boards of previous years, so you know some of the stages are the same as previous years. So it's nice that you can kind of prepare in that way and know what to expect when you get there. Um, but then the week itself, once you get there, it just flies. It's so busy. Um, it really does start once you get there because with the with your pre-event test and then recce, shakedown, your special stage, and then into the thick of it on the Saturday and Sunday, it really is um, a big learning curve. There's no time for rest, and I suppose it's just kind of getting used to that and, you know, managing your time in the best way to get the maximum out of doing the event. And you had an additional challenge this weekend. You had a new co-driver in, in the form of Claire Williams. Yeah, so Claire said in with me for the, for the first round. Um, so that was another learning curve as well because that was our first rally together. So it was a combination of new things, but it was a good experience to just try and build, um, build on it and continue and keep progressing for the rest of the year. And is Claire staying with you then for the for the rest of the ERC Junior Championship? Yeah, that's the plan is for Claire to sit in for them as well. Right. Um, and, and Latvia's next. So what 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 preparation will you have be, before Latvia? Um, I think it'll be fairly the same for as we did for Poland. Like it's not that's gonna come around quick enough again. Um it's on the same weekend as Donegal in June. Uh, so we'll be over there early that week um, again, you know, with the test, um, Reiki and everything. So in preparation for that, I'll just be, you know, maximizing as much as I can from onboards and trying to get, if I can try and contact people that have done the rally before, like I did for Poland, you know, uh, I must say thanks to John Armstrong as well, because, you know, he gave me some helpful hips, uh, tips as well from him doing it before. So it was just to try and get, other people's experience of doing the rally to to take note of and bring into bring it into bring it with you into the rally mm. and, and grace next round for you is that ypres yes so before ypres actually i'm going to go to sardinia next week with uh motorsport ireland rally academy so um josh mcbean will be competing and patrick o'brien um, and you will have the junior WRC teams there also. So uh, the the navigators are very fortunate within the academy to be able to avail of this um, opportunity really to, to shadow the teams um, and give help where we can to Aoife or any of the drivers that are out in these events. And it's a fantastic insight for us then to see on the ground basically the, the work that goes in, the, but also what's required at that level. And, and it's a fantastic opportunity. And when I was in Croatia, what do you call it? I, I saw some of the, the, the MI mm -hmm. Academy people there and, and, you know, the experience that we're having with Owen and Connor and that, um, and Ronan as well. And so, you you know, from, from firsthand, I've seen kind of, especially the networking opportunities that, that it creates as well for, for, for all of you in the Academy. Absolutely. Um, and I think like this week, uh, it's become uh, obviously news has broken that both Lorcan Moore and Ronan Comerford are now two of the five drivers in the world selected to sit 
with five of, I suppose, these up-and-coming um, motorsport stars. And that's a huge credit to the Academy. Um, both, you know, the, the calibre of navigators that are coming through, but also so the work that's going on in the background from Winters and the team. Um, and as well as a world stage that's coming through now, you know, we have a very good base in our Academy um, covering all the basics, nutrition, social media, fitness, um, I suppose working with a performance coach also. So they, they really do see what's going on in the academy and it's it's all extremely valuable um, experience and lessons we're learning and getting us out to events then. It's not all classroom work. We're there on events, um, helping the teams um, and stepping in where we need to. Um, and I suppose that work is going on, obviously, at that FIA rally star level also. Um, so I suppose we're, we're almost, I won't say one step ahead, but we're definitely um, we're definitely seen as a potential asset to those drivers. Um, and then moving on from FIA Rally Academy, um, or sorry, the FIA Rally Stars, you know, we've, we've two teams in the Junior Championship, even the European Championship, and we have... Um, Eamon also, Eamon Kelly with Josh in the WRC. So, you know, the, the Irish really are coming on strong. And Aoife, you know, with regards to the academy and yourself, or will there be opportunities for you to get out to, to kind of see behind the scenes of some of the other events later in the year? Yeah, hopefully um, that would be the plan. Um, just to, as this, we did that in Spain at the end of last year, um, just to go out and we did the recce and we watched how the whole process works and the level of like, the sorry, the level of commitment that's put in by everybody on the team um, from the mechanics to the boys, the drivers, the co-drivers, the team behind the whole thing. The, the commitment levels there is serious and it's good to be able, to, as part of the academy, to go to these events to see, for the likes of when I went to Poland, what to expect, and just to be prepared for all of that because it's a huge step on competing at such a high level. And just out of curiosity, Claire Williams is obviously UK based. Does that present a little bit more of a challenge for you with regard to building that relationship with with Claire, or will there be opportunities for you to compete outside of the RC together so you can build that partnership? Yeah, um, well, hopefully we'll do a few rallies outside of the European Championship. Uh, we haven't selected them yet, but that will be the plan to do a few just to build on seat time and experience together. Um, we have spent a lot of time doing practice recce with each other just to get to know how, you know, how we, we work as a team and so for Claire to understand how I make my notes so that when we got to Poland, we knew we had a program in place and we knew how it was going to go, so... Um, yeah, but it's important that we keep building that relationship because in the care you need to we it worked really well in Poland and you just need to have that trust with each other in the care. And Grace, with regard to Ypres, is that a new event for yourself or have you been there before? It's actually a new event uh, for myself. Um, I know my dad, he actually went out and did Ypres with Niall before and, and dad's done Ypres almost, I think, two decades ago at this stage. Um, but no, brand new event. Um, and I actually can't wait because it is around the British Rally Championship also. So we won't be on our own, basically. It'll be nice to have a few more crews out there for a bit of, bit of crack. But it'll also um, it'll showcase, obviously, a bit more 
of the, the talent we bring across to Europe. Um, and it'll also help us evaluate our pace. Um, but no, I can't wait to get to, to get going now to, to Ypres. It'll be good. And have you, you know, within within the the the, the cup that you're doing, have mm-hmm. you kind of got your benchmark or your target? You know who you're, you know, matching yourself with, or who you're looking at, or, or or watching closely to 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 see what your speed's like. Yeah, there's there's definitely two front runners. Uh, Julian Wagner, he is um, definitely the, the the pace setter. Then again, the weekend previous, he steps out of a rally two car and steps into the rally four car. Uh, and then there's Marianne Griebel, uh, also a very quick guy. But within the championship, um, there's another driver. Um, I'll ask me to pronounce his surname, Hugo. Uh, he was previously a, oh, like in 2012, he was competing at world level in the rally two equivalent cars then. So the he was involved in the rally shootout. So he also brings a lot of peace to the championship. And then, you know, you have guys just um, taking the step up into the rally four cars. So a driver, Tom Hendricks, he's actually Thierry Nouvelle's half-brother. Uh, and he um, competes as well. So, you know, there's a lot of guys in there, a lot of a lot of different um, experience levels, but definitely a lot of quick guys inside that championship. And Aoife, for yourself, you know, obviously just, one round completed of the of the junior ERC, but do you have kind of a marker now that you're you're aiming at, or is it still maybe that would be after Latvia? Yeah, I think after Latvia we'll have a better idea. Just the level of um competition there is seriously high, and it's great to be able to compete with the with the lads in that competition because it's only going to bring me on quicker as well. Um, the pace is is seriously quick out there and especially in Poland the commitment had to be there as well because the stages are naturally so fast anyway so no it'll be good to see in Latvia um how we are going again and seeing that hopefully there's like we'll be building on our pace and that we can have a marker going to teach of these events so Aoife obviously there's an awful lot goes on behind the scenes to get everybody to these events and get them prepped in advance like they're, you know, the MI Academy, it's, I'm amazed every week when I hear the stories and what goes on behind the scenes. And I'm sure for you being in the middle of it, you know, it must be phenomenal. Yeah, it's absolutely unreal. It's amazing to see the amount of hard work that each person behind the Motorsport Island Rally Academy put into it. And to see the outcome is brilliant, especially when, like, competing at Poland, the recognition the Rally Academy got out there from both myself and Josh competing there, where Josh had a fantastic result. Um, he was really on the pace. So it's nice to see that the hard work that the Academy and especially John Coyne and Sean McHugh and Kathleen Kennedy, and especially as we were both running, myself and Josh, PCRS, that their hard work and their efforts is showing in a really positive way across the international stage in rallying and that their commitment is is proving really good for all drivers and co-drivers across the country and giving us these opportunities that, you know, we would not be able to do without them. So it's just, it's an amazing development program. And I think it's getting recognition, the recognition it deserves at both rallies in Ireland and out in Europe and worldwide as well. Grace, I saw that at first hand again out in Croatia, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the amount of people talking about the work of the academy and, 
obviously now we're seeing that at, at ERC level as well with EPA's competition at the weekend. Are you hearing anything or seeing the feedback even in, in you know at the, at the level you're at in Belgium? Absolutely. And to, to echo what Aoife said, if it wasn't for John Coyne and his backing in this programme, um, with all the expertise that we have on board for us to, to dip in and out of, that they're in, that they're in, that they're at the end of our phones. Like it's phenomenal to think that we've pawned legal to be able to pick up the phone too. But also the wealth within the academy, each of the drivers and navigators, there is a wealth of knowledge there and to be able to pick up the phone to any of those guys. So, when you mention MI Rally Academy, or even if you're you're just wearing your gear or you're, you have a tricolor, people kind of perk up and go, "These guys, what what can we do to to, to emulate what these these guys are doing?" I saw it, would say last year in an ERC round in Spain, and uh, the Italians had written a whole article on look what the Irish are doing. Why can't we do that? So um, I suppose Motorsport UK, they have their academy also. So basically, um, there are a lot of ASNs, a lot of countries looking at us um, and thinking, how can we do what they're doing? Um, so it's nice to be, I suppose, one step ahead. But again, that's down to the patron of our academy, uh, John Coyne. Huge thanks to Grace and Aoife, um, what do you call it, literally they're, they're just back in Ireland and a busy schedule as it is and then getting prepped for for um, work they're doing with development days for MI Academy. Um, and Kevin, breaking news while we're recording this. Yep, Donegal entry out, you know, it's the one that everybody looks forward to every year, you know, and what can we say? <laughs> it's done it again, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, I suppose number one in the road, Josh Moffat last year, you know, him himself and Andy back again to defend the title. Callum Devine desperate to take the title off him, as is Marion Evans, Sam Moffat, um, Matt Edwards uh, in there at number five. Uh, hopefully, Matt, there's no, they're still trying to get the budget all pulled together, but like what you done last year, phenomenal. Uh, so, hopefully, that all comes together. So, from Dave Moynihan there. Uh, Robert Barbell then, great to see Robert coming back to Donegal too, you know, you know, he spoke a few weeks ago and he was looking forward to the challenge. Gary Jennings, who had a great run in the Sparrow, so hopefully has a good run of form, keep going. Johnny Greer, Desi Henry, Declan Boyle, Gareth McHale, Joe McGonagall, David Kelly, uh, Jason Mitchell, then Ryan Lochran, that'll be interesting now in a, a Fiesta too. And then we're into the Modifieds then, Kevin Gallagher, Kevin Ease, Mark Orkhorn, Gary Kiernan, uh, Declan Gallagher, Damien Turish, David Bogey, Daniel McKenna, Eddie Doherty, Frank Kelly, uh, uh, you know, and it continues on, like, uh, you know, Chris Callaghan, you know, that's that's only the top 26, 27 there. So uh, roll on this times three weeks is all I can say, because it's, it's, it's going to be unbelievable there again. <laughs> uh, that, that's a cracking, that's a cracking end. All we need now is the weather to go with it, because that, that's Aye. amazing there. And mm. Kevin, there's a gap there on the on the um entry list for for two of the numbers. Do you want to? Yeah, I, the the club has stepped down forty two and forty three for this year. It just you know, it's a, it's a lovely tribute. You know, two guys that was there in two thousand and nineteen. You know, the year we lost our our king of the hills manus as well too. You know, so it's nice to pay tribute to uh, Ken and Craig as well too. You know, and it, it's a, I think it's a lovely club, a touch by the club as well. Um, um. It's just a nice thing. Um, I was helped out with the program, and I, I got a chance to uh, get an article in from Alex Gelasimo as well too. And 
like I think Donegal meant a lot to Ken and to, uh, definitely from Alex reading, you know, his article, you know, so that's something for you there to look forward to there in a few weeks' time. So ah, what can we say? Oh, I wish it was three weeks' time, but no, you can't wash your life away. <laughs> that was season two, episode fifteen. Please like, share, rate, uh, comment, all those things make a huge difference. As always, we keep saying it. Um until the next time, take care, speak soon and bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.